Welcome back to another episode of Let's Face the Facts. This is the podcast where I spend a lot of my very important time with very important people talking about the very important 1980s sitcom, The Facts of Life. My name is David Almeida. I'm an actor in Orlando, Florida. Every week I sit down with a fellow actor or artist and we watch an episode of The Facts of Life together. Then I hit record and we talk about it a lot. And we talk about other stuff too. My guest today is Kevin Kriegel. Kevin is a friend of mine. He's an actor, director, choreographer, costumer. Uh, He has a drag alter ego named Mitzi Morris. She has been around Orlando for a few years now and has been finding herself very popular with the Orlando Fringe Festival audiences for quite a few years now. I so enjoyed getting together with Kevin. He was just awesome. And and he brought Nutter Butter ice cream sandwiches with him. Yeah. So, uh, future guests, if you're listening, just saying. Oh, uh, I do need to point out that uh, we were chatting earlier before we uh, got into it here. Uh, we were talking about Saved by the Bell, and as a result, you're going to hear us a few times struggle with referring to Mr. Bradley as Mr. Belding. So I'm sorry about that. You hear we we do talk about it, but uh, we, we definitely don't want to confuse them. Mr. Belding from Saved by the Bell um, was an ineffective buffoonish male authority figure at a public school, while Mr. Bradley from The Facts of Life is an ineffective buffoonish male authority figure at a private school. So I just wanted to clear that up. The episode Kevin and I watched was Season 1, Episode 11, entitled Running. The original broadcast date was May 2nd, 1980. And I think I'm ready to jump on in. Here we go. This is me with Kevin Kriegel. Well, here I am with Kevin Kriegel in my office slash studio. And welcome Thank you. Thank you. This, your bed is very comfortable. I mean, the uh, office no. is shh, very... Shh. Ixnay on the Ed Bay. <laughs> I did record some of these in my bedroom because there's... Well, <laughs> no, there's su- more padding. I'm not surprised. Well, no, there's there's more padding and more like this curtains and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So the acoustics in my bedroom are better. But Michael Wanzi, the first thing, he's like, hey, thanks for having me in your bedroom, David. It's like, <laughs> dude... I was like, no, it's a studio. Shh. Yeah, no, this is not your bedroom. This is an actual... This is an actual... Well, it's not a studio, but it's an, it's it's an your, office. It's your office. It's yeah. my office. And it's, it's a little bit fun. Got some fun stuff here. I like it. This is my fun If room. I didn't know better from the stuff in this room, I'd think you were gay. <gasps> Shh. We like to say confirmed bachelor. <laughs> That's what I label myself uh, as. Yes. <laughs> Anywho, Kevin and I have just watched Running. And uh, it's this exactly was... what I wanted to do away <laughs> from this episode. <laughs> Season one, episode 11. Oh. It was, yeah, it is. Whew, this is such a tough season to get through. I am so, we're, we're, we're only a couple episodes away from getting into season two. It's like, Joe, 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 we want, we need Joe to fix this show so bad. Well, yeah. And you, you lose like four girls and replace them with one. Yeah. Good one. And exactly. <laughs> go figure. And I, having watched this, I, I seem to, like, I, I think back of these first episodes mm-hmm. when there were more girls and they were in that house. And I was like, oh, the first season, you know, when it was, when it was homey or, well, I don't know what I, 
what I think I remember, but mm-hmm. this episode was terrible. <laughs> in in a future season, like well, in a future it, season, they move out of the dorm. They're not in this dorm in the future but season. It, it, are they not, are they in a different? I guess I figured it was the same. Okay. The same. What the happens? Same building. No, but, they're in a different building. What What oh, happens okay. is at the beginning of season two. Spoiler alert: the girls are going to get into some trouble, and as a result of pregnant? Mrs. No, oh. <laughs> I didn't trust that principal Mrs. guy. <laughs> no, that season nine is when the first one loses her virginity. Season nine. And it's Natalie. Natalie, by the way. I was going to say, right? Um, yes, it was okay. But Mrs. Garrett um, coming to their defense now is the school dietitian working in the cafeteria uh, because that's a natural progression of a career to go from a from a maid who cleans toilets to a den mother to a to a dietitian. And we learn in the process she's a registered nurse, BT Dubs, but we won't go there. Um, but Mrs. Garrett... Well, thank goodness she could find a job. Yeah. it's It, it was the late 70s. Was the economy that bad? Although... That she although, had to clean I, toilets for the Drummonds? Can you imagine, though, if if she was your nurse? Like, I, I, I would... I don't know. She's... I wouldn't trust that she would be competent as a nurse. Oh, I feel like She's she so would sweet. be. She'd have a fantastic bedside manner, but I would want her in a candy striper outfit until she was 90. <laughs> Uh, Sweets off the trolley, dear. Uh, you know, like that's. Like, is that your Charlotte Ray impression? <laughs> well, yeah, no, not really. That's Everybody on this show it. does a Charlotte Ray impression. Yeah, Every I, guest does. We'll we'll get it out of you. Oh, I I don't know if I have one. But um, okay. So let's actually start at the beginning. We've we've just yes. touched upon. Um, so, so I'm sure. Yeah, whoever is listening has no idea what's going on because this episode. Is yeah. we haven't even explained it yet. So. Yeah, but hopefully you've watched it. Hopefully you found it on the internets or interwebs or whatever, and watched it. But if not, the idea is that you and I are theoretically going to be so entertaining that it won't matter that they haven't seen the show. We're going to explain well, it. I would hope like so because there. the episode was not, <laughs> not entertaining. <laughs> and, oh my god! And, and explaining the episode uh, in and of itself. Is, is not entertaining. <laughs> well, so, we, so if we're not entertaining, we got to add why something. Are we, why are we here, David? And what Kevin, is the, what is the reason of what's the meaning of life? Because uh, what, what is the meaning of this podcast? More importantly, oh. I'm I've been having an existential crisis. What is the name of this podcast? It's called Let's Face the Facts. Oh, you didn't know that. I don't, that was... I don't think I, I. Admittedly, I don't remember. I didn't remember what it said on the. Okay. I feel bad. I should. I should know that. You can edit this out if you want. But That's, I might just. I might just. <laughs> that way. That way, you won't look like an asshole. Oh, um, oh, no, I, I will. <laughs> let's let's be real. Let's be real. We got we got at least twenty five <laughs> more minutes, if not fifty five more minutes. So, <laughs> if you edit out all the times I'm an asshole, you're oh, gonna no. have a six minute podcast. It's gonna be. Oh my god! It's gonna be gonna tough. Be you, you I forget. Talking. That's your brand. I forgot. Oh. So I like to start the episode by asking my guest to synopsize this episode of The Facts of Life in just two or three sentences. Give us the general overall so people can know kind of what we're about to explain. Okay, episode, uh, season one, episode 11. Mm -hmm. uh, It's called Running. Uh, And it is a terrible episode about the terrible principal coming in demanding that they retain their trophy from their little track meet that they have every year. Mm-hmm. And Sue Ann has won it twice. And if they can win it a third time, they get to keep it forever. 
uh, and he's obsessed with his little trophy. And then Sue Ann says, I'm not going to run anymore. I taught Cindy how to do it. And he freaks out, and then he lies and gets uh, a very uh, competitive nature between Sue Ann and Cindy, and they mm-hmm. go from being bestest friends to hating each other. And uh, Mrs. Garrett comes in and saves the day by showing them a picture she took of them and developed it herself in black and white. That is absolutely correct. And Blair gets punched in the face. And Blair gets punched in the face, which is kind of a beautiful moment. Well, good. So we're going to now break it, start breaking this down, really, uh, major big time, right after I contextualize you, sir, and ask you, what I, is... I beg your pardon, I'm not <laughs> that kind of a girl, David. <laughs> it's what this show, where does this show fall in your life and timeline? Is this a show that you watched when you were a kid? Did you watch it primetime growing, uh, in reruns? Did you uh, watch it at all? I watched it religiously first run. Okay. Which is surprising considering I'm only oh, in my 20s. Early 20s. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> wow. I, I just want to say that looking at Kevin and his face, he looks terrible for his age. He really does. <laughs> oh, I, I look terrible for Mrs. Garrett's age. <laughs> yeah. I think we're older than Charlotte Ray was when she did this. Well, if that's the case, we look pretty damn good. Yeah, we do. We do. We look awesome. Uh, um, but yeah, so, yeah, so you, you have a history. You know the show. I've had people sitting there who are like, I've never seen an episode. I don't even know what I just saw. Well, I hope you don't start with season one, episode 11. Oh. Because. I did not. It's, I, I will I tell mean, you. To, if, to the listener who has never watched an episode, I hope they don't start with episode 11. See, well, I mean. will never watch another one. It, well, you, it's, you a, gotta, it's a good example of how awful the show was in season mm. one. And I feel bad because this podcast is supposed to be me celebrating and talking about how much. And I am do, I'm shitting on it constantly. Well, they shed on us. <laughs> they, they, they deceived me. When oh, I, what are they? Oh, when, talk. Do dish. When I was young and watched this, I thought it was good. No, oh, yeah. I was an adult. I'm like, what the hell? What is that? that? <laughs> How many shows, though, when we were kids that oh. we loved, do we discover to be unwatchable as adults? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, because I mean, I followed this from different strokes. Yeah. You know, I followed Mrs. Garrett. I I did a little bit. I remember a little I, I bit watched, of different strokes. I watched different strokes. And yeah. then they s- spun her off. And I was like, oh, I have to watch that. And then yeah. I watched this. And. And they put it in a block. It was just like, oh, like watch two of them together. And there was and a there sassy little black girl in roller skates and a <laughs> and sassy fat girl. And, then and, a and there's only bitchy two, pretty girl. And, and there's only two other shows on for me to choose from. <laughs> exactly. So I guess I may as well watch well, back this then one. There were three stations. There were three. Basically. Yeah, NBC, AB, CB, CBS, yes, and, and ABC. ABC. Yeah. I joke about four channels, four networks. I've said that before and I realized, oh, no, there were only three. Fox wasn't around until 86, no. Yeah, Fox came around later. I yeah, mean, and, and then PBS. There was PBS, but that's not really yeah, a Benny network. Benny Hill, 10 o'clock ben, Central Time. Monty Python. Mm. Uh, yeah, that was where I first saw Monty Python, yeah. Yeah, I would watch that. Like, I think they were on weekends. <laughs> so the episode begins... <laughs> oh, is that what we're talking about? We, yeah, that's what we were talking about the show, yeah. Uh, the episode begins with all of the girls silently doing scene work. Of mimicking activity. So Tootie and Natalie are playing checkers. checkers. And and Tootie's just like taking all of her, all the pieces. Yeah. I don't know if that was supposed to be a joke or not. And I forget something else, but it was one of those where Molly is showing Mrs. Garrett her camera and they're talking where you can't hear them. And then when the intro music fades out, suddenly dialogue is audible. And uh, Molly is showing Mrs. 
Garrett. For some reason, Mrs. Garrett is interested in photography now. She learned to fly a plane a few episodes ago, and we've never heard of that again. Yeah, I wish not. Yeah, the look on your face is exactly what it should be. It's like what. It doesn't. She, why, she doesn't need to fly a plane again. She flew in an episode, whatever. Yeah, and now we and then, need yeah. to go back. To she it. was a registered nurse because they needed her to be for the sex ed episode. Otherwise, it's like, why is the den mother in the classroom teaching mm. without any certification? Sex ed. I might have to watch that episode. Um, I still have some questions. It's a Lulu, my dear. <laughs> so Mrs. Garrett is clearly interested in being a photographer nowadays. Well, she's um, just she's feigning interest in her girls because that's what she's supposed to do. Oh, look at you, precious! Uh, with your oh. camera. Let me look at that. Let me look at that camera for a minute. So I have a way to save the the yeah. day at the yeah. end of this episode. So mm-hmm. while they're doing all of this business, Mister Bradley comes in, and he has got this big, gigantic trophy. What is that trophy, Kevin Kriegel? It's a, it's a silver trophy, and it was awarded to them for the reason of running. <laughs> See also title of episode. <laughs> It yes. is a track trophy. Yes, it comes, and you you think he like he's talking about he won it and he's gonna win it again, and, and um, they're like, well, you didn't win it. Well, Sue Ann won it. True, but here's the thing: he says he has heard from the state track meet association club division, Sitma, something. <laughs> And he says, um, they've told me that if we win it one more year, if we win it this year, I will get permanent possession of this trophy. Yeah. How does that work? Is that a thing? Do you, I mean, when you win something, you win the trophy the next year. Well, like they win another trophy, right? And like you get it for the year and then it goes back into the thing and you get to, but then what you win it three times and then they're like, okay, well you want it three times. We'll buy a new one for next year. It's like a genie lamp. What the fuck is that? I it's it is the most bizarre shenanigans. They're uh, I exactly call shenanigans they're, on it. they are trying to establish that this is so fucking important to Mr. I almost said Mr. Belding. Mr. Bradley. Mr. Bradley. Um Mr. Bradley. So it's so important to him that he is driven to what he does later in the episode. Anyway, well, it's just very weird if if anyone listening to this knows about uh semi-permanent possession of, I mean, and they look at it and Sue Ann's name is engraved in it two years in a row. So I'm like, so where would this go? Who would want this? Maybe they, maybe it's a little plaque and they just take the little plaque off and put new person's name. I I don't know. I don't know. It's it's not shiny. Yeah, like but, why is it all? Why is it so? Like he buffs it for yeah, the whole show. He does, and it's and tarnished. It's still, like it's like it's still from not the, shiny at the end. Like it's so from you, the 1930s or something. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like it's the original silver trophy. Yeah. But Sue Ann has won this. Uh, this uh, she has been apparently Sue Ann, whom we have never known to do anything. I don't believe Suzanne has Sue Ann has been presented as athletic before. Uh, Blair's calling her fat every at, chance oh she gets. My in this episode. God. Blair is totally calling. She calls her. Let's go there. She calls her thunder thighs. Um, Sue Ann, uh, in telling Mr. Bradley that she does not want to run this year, even though he's depending on her to get that third notch in the running trophy bedpost to keep the trophy. She says she doesn't want to. She says, I don't run as fast as I used to. Oh, computer, you're on silent. Sorry about that. That happens every show, by the way. My computer, oh. I think, is on silent. It makes a noise. You, you should double check that, then. I, I should. If I were a professional, I, I would so have this <laughs> locked down. Uh, 
so in the course of that, then Blair says, well, yeah, you can't run as fast when you're carrying a bigger load. Yeah, I know. I was like, I, and again, I'm not caught up on the episodes. Like, I haven't seen any of them since the year one. But I, I'm like, she's not, she's not heavy. No, and she's I, like, like the I, same size as Blair. Yeah, and I'm like, we're... Where well, is this coming from? Yeah, is, does she always make fun of Sue Ann for being fat? Like, um, or is well, or is Blair just jealous of her because she knows she's the other pretty one? Because I uh, mean, let's look at the let's look at that gang. Yeah, Sue Ann's the other pretty one. Sue Ann's the other. You think so? Mm, yeah. Is she of, um, of the of the ones who are there? I. Uh, but okay, we'll come back to that. We'll Nancy's come, got a we'll lazy come back eye. to we'll come back to chauvinistically rating a group of teenagers on their physical appearance. Let's 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 pull that corner down, Kevin Kriegel, and come back to it. Um, but here's the funny thing: you want to know what the history is? There was an episode called Dieting where Sue Ann went on a crash diet, passed out, and fainted. And was starving herself so she could be as skinny as possible for a date with a boy that Blair set up. And Blair is the one who said to her, you do know he only likes skinny chicks. And this is before this episode. Yeah, that is the uh, previous well, that's episode. Why. So, so she didn't do it appropriately, so now she's back to calling her fat. And the weird let's thing is that... Let's fat shame. That's that, perfect. Let's fat shame, yeah. But the weird thing is that episode, I gave the writers props for Blair being the egotistical, self-centered, vain one, but she always has a heart underneath it. And the thing with this episode is at the point where Sue Ann has already passed out and has been under a doctor's care and still says she's not going to eat before this date, Blair voluntarily goes to Mrs. Garrett and says, this is all my fault. I, I caused this to happen. What can, what can we do to fix this? So she genuinely was concerned. But now, a few episodes later, she's like, hey there, fat shit. It's like, want another eating disorder? What the hell, writers? Okay, so, well, here's the thing, though. Blair wasn't the focus of this episode. This was not a a Blair-centric episode. So, she had to get one-liners in. They They, they had to give her, yeah. And... And 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 Tootie and Natalie are are the sassier ones. The peanut gallery. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So Blair Blair's only other option as a character, as a written character, yeah, is to be bitchy. You I, know. Yeah. Unfortunately, so that's they all couldn't she could do. Be more creative. And she, you know, she got punched in the eye for it. Yeah, she does. She does. So get her comeuppance as it exactly. were. Exactly. She um, all uppance in her face. Yes. So as I said, Sue Ann says, "Oh, I'm not running. I want to focus on my academics." And Mr. Bradley's like, "What?" And um, Tootie and Natalie are commenting. Um, uh, bad pun after bad pun. Yeah. Sue Ann has said, don't worry, I'm already training my best friend, Cindy. And Mr. Bradley is like, no, she's never run before. I have to have this trophy. This trophy is so fucking important. And he actually said that. I couldn't believe yeah, that, that. That was, I was like, wow, that, that, that made it verbatim. past the censors <laughs> from the 70s. And then Mrs. Garrett fights on the behalf of the girls. And, uh, he is uh, no. She uh, Sue Ann says that uh, Cindy's time is really good. Like she's saying the training is doing well and her time is really good. So Mr. Bradley is like, really? Okay, all right, fine. We're, we're going to train. This is going to happen. So that's the end of the first scene. And then our next scene is in uh, the gym, a new set that we have never seen before on the show, and probably we will never see again because it does not apply True ever that. anymore. Exactly. Just like the, we did have a dining room in the dieting episode. We had oh. not the cafeteria as we know it, 
from season two, three and four, it's, it was just some weird dining room with tables and similar walls. And it was like, whoa, guys, you, you yeah. spent, you, you spent a hundred dollars to add another set. Good for you. Um, so, uh, Sue Ann is coaching everybody. Now suddenly everybody's on the bandwagon. We're all going to train and we're all going to run and be healthy and fitness like. So Sue Ann is coaching everybody, blowing the whistle and everyone comes running in. Natalie one comes... One by one. One by one. Comedically, Natalie... Being bolstered by 2D as though she's going to die. And um, Mrs. Garrett comes in. What? Kind of... Arms away. Flopping her arms down, like doing this really weird physicality. And um, yet I can't picture Charlotte Ray running any way yeah. other than that in real life. Agreed. Yes, it's like the way Phoebe would run through Central Park on yeah. Friends. Yeah, that's a similar thing. Yeah. That's it was it was absolutely it was bizarre and odd, but completely on brand. Completely on yes, completely on in character. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so they come in, and then uh, Mister B is now Mister God. I'm going to keep saying Belding. Damn you. <laughs> Krigo. <laughs> um, My work here is done. Mr. And thanks, thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> no, <tonight>. no, no, no. <laughs> but Mr. Bradley is now fully backing Cindy. He is now completely on her side, and he reveals that uh, he is on her side because her time is so good. And Sue Ann's like, <laughs> well, yeah, it's, I mean, her time is getting better. And he's like, she beat your time, Sue Ann. And Sue Ann's like, huh, what? You don't mean that. I'm trying to do my best Sue Ann impression. And he's like, yeah, she even beat your record time that won you the trophy that I don't get to keep. And Sue Ann is... And I start to twitch in. (laughs) Exactly. You see little blood comes, trickles down her nose. She has a little bit of a rage stroke. (laughs) And basically, uh, everybody chipping in. Wow, that's great. Cindy's probably going to be big and famous. Hey, take her picture for the cover of the year, but you know what? They're going to make her a supermodel and everyone's going to... And Blair probably said something about, yeah, that's because you got fat. Yeah, exactly. I don't remember what she said, but I'm sure but she made some fat joke again. The, the writers do this thing with everybody jumping on the Cindy bandwagon. Yeah, she can do it. She can do it. And Sue Ann very quickly changes her tune and says, never mind. I'm going to run now after all. And it's like, what? And then she... Mr. uh, Bradley gets a evil little twinkle in his eye. Oh, oh, they refer to her as a has-been. That's right. Uh Yeah. After Cindy runs, Sue Ann's just going to be a has-been. And it's like, it's really, really, uh, what am I trying to say? Formulaic. It's really, really uh, structurally imposed. But um, exactly like high school life. It tro- to, I, I don't know where you went to high school, but it was like mine. Eastland. I East, went to Eastland. You went to Eastland High School. <laughs> I did. I did. We, we'll get into your education a little bit later, Mr. K. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, um, Mrs. Garrett is like, uh, no, no, no. Mr. Bradley is like, well, we'll have both of them, to, you know, unless. Oh, oh. So Sue Ann says, uh, well. I'm going to run, unless you're afraid of some competition. It's like she's going on full-on Molly on the Brady Bunch bitch mode, you know? It's like, I made you, but now... uh, Anyway, um, she's become a monster. And then the scene ends with somebody going, gee, Mrs. Garrett, who do you think will win? And how does she respond? Probably no one. (laughs) That's your Charlotte, right? 
No, I told you. I you don't sounded do like a, a ghost. <laughs> Probably no. <laughs> I told you I don't do impressions. That that is so funny. I would have thought you did. But, no, um, I, I can't do impressions. I try. Yeah, Alex Morozik has never watched the show before I showed it to him, but he does a Mrs. Garrett impression I, and always I, did. Whenever I think of Mrs. Garrett, all I, all I can come out with is, oh, Rob, oh. and that's not her. That's, well, but it's that type of thing. Well, Mrs. Garrett's thing is, girls, girls, girls. Yeah. Mr. Bradley. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, I try not to talk like that. I try in, not to. In daily yeah. life. I did it my last three auditions. And I did not get the roles. Uh, well, next scene. Because you were, you were going for men's roles, David. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a dagger I see before me? <laughs> um, uh, okay, so next scene uh, goes to back to the dorm. Mr. Bradley is hanging out in this dorm a hella fucking lot. In, this is where the in, girls live. In his in his tracksuit. In his loose tracksuit. Actually, I shouldn't call it tracksuit. It is it it's is the nineteen seventies. It's just sweatpants. It's a sweatpants and, it's a, sweat and a sweatshirt and a t shirt. And 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 like as bulgy as a Ken doll. Yeah. In an ill fitting yes, exactly. suit. Yeah. And and the deal is he's This has been discussed and will be discussed again, I'm sure, over the next two episodes, how he spends too much time. It's like, you are the headmaster of the school. You are the head of the education. Why are you in this seven girls dorm all the time polishing your trophy, if you know Uh, what I mean? (laughs) Well, the other thing is that he'll go right up into the bedroom sometimes. There are scenes where he's right up. He just walks right into the bed. It's like, do you fucking knock, you old perv? No, it's the 70s. It's a, oh, consent didn't exist back then. No. Well, and the one thing I was noticing too watching this is the girls, like when he would be talking, they would just, like they just were like enthralled with what he was saying. Now, whether it was just their acting technique of when he's talking, just look at him. Actively listen. But it was just this. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, and it was... It was weird. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I, I noticed it was Sue Ann and Cindy. Yeah. At points. And he'd be talking and they just were like, and not, not completely just kowtowing him being like, oh my gosh, Mr. Bradley. But just like, I'm looking at him now because he's talking. Yeah. It's, yeah. And no, nothing else going on. Just I'm staring at you because yeah. what you're saying is very important. There is, because these are young actors, there is clearly a lot of coaching going on. And uh, we've discussed, uh, you know, okay, say the line and emphasize the word platypus. That's where (laughs) the joke is. So I didn't bring the platypus with me. And the the stilted, you know, Molly Ringwald, good Lord. Oh. Who, I mean, I'm glad she found her footing as an actress later, Mm. but... You know, yeah, hey, rough. Mrs. Garrett, now the next thing we need to do is learn how to snap the pictures of Blair. It's, oh. And the other thing, like, in the, in the gymnasium scene, the little tiny workout closet that they were yeah, in, what? like, when Natalie was in there and she made that, whatever face she was making. This oh, oh, that's enormous, later. That's later. Oh, okay, but, but there were a couple yeah. times she was in there and you could see her, she would just turn, like, full front, like... Yeah. I'm proscenium acting, yes. so I'm going to face the front. Yeah, and you realize and like, she's oh. she's non she never acted before this show. Yeah, I did you know that? I think so. Yeah, so like I've 
told guests before. I'm like, this was episode 11. You are watching the 11th time she has ever been in front of a TV camera. Right. And, and typically she's pretty good. That, she is. She, she, that's a, that was a huge Natalie acting fail in this episode. Yeah, that... that with the, it's when the jump rope but happens. But the, the turning. And I, I would yeah. see the... the camera shot was more to blame than she was because yeah. they all would do it. Yeah. They would all be like, and there's our studio audience. Yeah. <laughs> I'm turning to the front. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. It's like, it's film theater, but it shouldn't be played completely like that, girls. Um, so they're in the door. Mr. Bradley is there polishing his trophy, as you know what I mean. And you Come back and do the silverware, Mr. Bradley. <laughs> yes, true. That's, That's, I, it will never be my Charlotte Ray impression. <laughs> I'm going to do all sorts of do dumb, all, stupid do all voices. Of them. Give it me, will never be a Charlotte Ray. Give me all the Charlotte Rays inside you, Kevin Kriegel, please. Um, <laughs> so they have another um, uh, confrontation about this. And Mrs. Garrett says, it's with you. It's just all about winning, winning, winning. And Was that your Charlotte Ray? That was my Charlotte Ray. I didn't no say one, they no were good. You, I was going to say, no wonder you didn't get the roles. No. <laughs> oh, stop. Oh, stop. <laughs> I'm kidding. How I'm, dare you I'm stop. jealous. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm exactly. Sue and you're Cindy. Yeah. You're just jealous because I have a podcast about this and you didn't think of it first. I used to have a podcast. And so I used to listen to your podcast. <laughs> oh, you were the one. <laughs> I was the one, yes. Um, and in the course of this confrontation... Mrs. Garrett reveals that she bought a stopwatch and she timed Cindy. And Cindy isn't running nearly as fast as Mr. Bradley has been telling everyone she is. Yeah, Mr. Bradley said five minute, three second mile. It's really like a 24 minute mile. <laughs> Cindy's like strolling. <laughs> uh, so he sort of says, um, he says, oh, I'm, I might have jerked my finger. <laughs> and she says, I don't know. Oh, there's there's certainly some jerk in here or something yeah. like that. I yeah, know. I knew there was a jerk involved. I knew there was I think. a jerk involved. Yeah, I and um, uh, uh, so with that, Mr. Bradley says verbatim to Mrs. Garrett, "Butt out." And yeah, we this are, is man's work, mm-hmm. woman. Yeah, toddle off yeah. and let me run things like a man. And Mr. and this is this is probably the biggest asshole. Mr. Bradley has been in this entire season mm. and it took 11 episodes and, and there's only uh, 13 in this episode, right? In this season. Yeah. In this season. I mean. And, um, I reiterate every episode because they have fallen. They keep straying farther and farther away from this. Mr. Bradley in episode one, the pilot was, uh, supposed to be the new headmaster who was progressive and had more, off, you know, out-of-the-box ideas. And the traditionalist was this teacher named Miss Mahoney, who only lasted five episodes, and then they canned her. And they quickly were like, okay, we need to quickly swap this dynamic so that it's him against Mrs. Garrett. And so now Mrs. Garrett is the progressive-thinking one, and they've had to put him back into the traditionalist box. And is there anything more traditionalist male authority figure asshole then sports are the most important thing in the educational world especially from someone who is clearly not athletic no it's it's like i can't do this yeah but i'm a white man so i'm gonna make you do it for me exactly and take all the credit because yes. this is what i want <sighs> fuck that see guy. also the government the government yeah the government um 
So yeah, so it's really really horrible. He's he's he's, he's a, a terrible man in this. Yeah, episode. he is. Um, uh, Just, un, what's the word I'm trying to come up with? It is. He is almost unforgivably off base in that he would. What he admits to basically is that he would lie about a student's running time to create competition oh, and yeah. encourage another student to. It's like well, and he what well, he even said his coach did it to him. Oh, did I didn't catch yeah, that? He he did? said, yeah, he's like, my coach did it to me. It made me a winner. Yeah. Or whatever. So it's like, yeah, this it's just the same garbage manipulation, mm. you know, mental mind fuckery. White men are the worst. White men are the worst. They're horrible. Um, so the scene is broken by the girls bursting in, and they're in the middle of a fight where Sue Ann seems to feel that Cindy didn't pass her right or accidentally knocked her or bumped her or fucked up her time of her run and all that. And the fight escalates. And then Cindy calls her fat. Well, I couldn't pass on the right. You're the size of a school Oh, that's right. Oh my God, you're right. So Cindy fat shames (laughs) Sue in. It's like, she just had an eating disorder for all intents and purposes. (laughs) It's like, Jesus Christ, girls. And then it escalates and Blair, whom... Uh, who who was earlier being photographed by Molly as part of the photo- photography story, part of the story. She was posing and doing all kinds of Blair poses. Yeah, many poses of which I would have been like, we need a retake because every time you move, you just have hair all over your face. Yeah, it's like, like, these are, like you look better before you flipped your hair. Yeah, exactly. Your hair is in your face. And yeah. you can't seem to get it out. Yeah. I digress. Yeah, but yeah, so she need to put some layers in that and she does listen season four. <laughs> Anyhow, um, Oh, you know this too well. I do. It's very sad. So uh, it escalates, and it ends up with Sue Ann swinging a punch at Cindy, and Blair is the one who gets hit. Oh, my nose! And <laughs> Don't play ball in the house. <laughs> um, and that is where... Um, and it ends up with what Mrs. Garrett saying, like, see, so is this what you call friendly competition or something? It's a Mrs. Garrett turning to Mrs. Bradley, like, are you happy with what you've done? And I'm pretty sure Mr. Bradley was probably like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. It gives him, it's giving him moxie, giving him grit. And, uh, and then we fade to commercial. We're only halfway through this oh, shit. Jesus. We've been talking for like five hours, David. Um, 53 minutes, actually. Well, yeah. at this point in the actual podcast, it will be four minutes in because you've, <laughs> you've edited out all, all of my no. meanderings. And no, 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 no. <laughs> They're going to stay. We just may economize. And a lot of my editing, believe it or not, is me. That's going to be hard to believe for the listeners because I still talk a whole fuck ton. You also know to like speed it up like 10% too, right? (laughs) Okay, so I sounded like Alvin and the Chipmunks. 10%, David. (laughs) You're not trying to squash seven hours into a 20-minute podcast. Christmas time is near. Um, So we're at commercial. So this is the time when I like to talk to my guest and uh, just give me a little quick uh, uh, chitty chat. We will... (laughs) Well, I'll start by saying that you and I first became friends working together at Sleuth's Mystery Dinner Shows down on International Drive. Yes. Where I still well, currently when work. When we started working together, they were on, on Carrier Drive. They Carrier. Were, right, uh, or on Re- Republic. Republic. Oh, yes, wherever. Yeah. yeah Republic yeah, yeah. Drive, which is now Universal Boulevard. Yes. And uh, yeah, I had a lot of changes since those days, huh? Just a few. Yeah. So we were both acting at the Sleuth's. 
uh, together and sometimes as men, usually sometimes as, women. as men, sometimes <laughs> as women, and uh, yeah, a lot of drag, fun stuff, and uh, yeah, but. Through the course of getting to know you, I also discovered that back in your earlier life in Milwaukee, you back were also... Back in my younger days. <laughs> oh, do we, have to, oh, do we have to be royalties now? Oh, uh, oh damn it. Here, I'll no. leave you... I'll, cut, cut that I'll out. I'll leave a dollar on yeah. your yeah. Yeah. nightstand. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you see... I. Almost want to say, no, you sang it so horribly, no one would recognize the melody. But I'm like, ooh, we haven't hung in a while. I'm not sure. Oh, you just swanned me. (laughs) You call my voice back. But that's literally, we, you know, we are that level of cutting up and cutting down and and insulting each other in jest. But I I hesitated there because I was like, we haven't hung in a while. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's, that might be like, that's kind of varsity level. Level. Oh, for the Insults. podcast, it's perfectly fine. I'll deal with you after the podcast oh, later, David. Oh, shit. I'm in trouble. So I discovered that you also were not just a an actor who puts on a dress, that you also in Milwaukee did a lot of directing, and that you are also a dancer choreographer. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh-huh. And so uh, just to give me a quick rundown of where you trained educationally, what brought you to Orlando? Uh, the and Juilliard of Wisconsin, the <laughs> University of Wisconsin in Whitewater. Oh, is that called? Is, is that what they call it? The Juilliard yeah. of. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. The J U L I E. J U L Y A R D. Julie, because it was in the backyard of our teacher. <laughs> her name was Julie, so <laughs> she she used to put on shows in her backyard. <laughs> we got costumes <laughs> in the hayloft. My dad plays piano. <laughs> Oh, no. Um, So, yeah, I went to, um, (laughs) I grew up in Milwaukee. I went to uh, the University of Wisconsin in Whitewater, which is like an hour away from Mm -hmm. uh, Milwaukee. I got my uh, BFA in theater from there. Um, Did a bunch of shows and Mm -hmm. worked a lot in the, um, you know, when you you get a degree, um, you get to work in all of the various areas as well, not just Mm -hmm. on stage. So, yeah. Put in my time in the scene shop. I put in a lot of time as a, in the costume shop. That was that's probably right, my second costume. focus. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. So um, I did a lot there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from that, I started uh, I started choreographing in college. And then working there got me hired at the local um, community theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and so between the two of those, I ended up directing and choreographing a ton of shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, as as time went on, you made and have made a bit of a name for yourself in this town by your <laughs> yeah, I know by your but no. I'm, and trying, I'm, not, I'm trying to make amends. I'm, I'm not talking about Orange Blossom Trail. <laughs> I'm talking about your alter ego, your fem- the woman that lives inside you, the wonderful <laughs> Mitzi <laughs> Morris. Oh God, <laughs> yeah, Mitzi oh, Morris. Oh, she's a. Uh-huh. Oh, it's good to see you, David. It's yeah. been a while. I, it's been a long while, Mitzi. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling well, you, I loved your cabaret. It was called New Girl in Town. It was, because I was. And you were. You were very new to us all. And very quickly, you produced and uh, wrote. Well, well, you didn't, Mitzi. You had your writer, Kevin, right? Right, right, for, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, the, I'm the talent. <laughs> He's the writer. I so wanted, uh, I so, in hindsight, wish I could do a, and Kevin, you played Mitzi Morris. Kevin, may I speak to Mitzi now? The no. way Jim <laughs> James Lipton would do that. <laughs> that you just slipped right into it was beautiful. Um, 
And so for, with some fringe shows and some, it, it's very weird because you did you did a podcast and it's still out there, isn't it? You can isn't it's it still, still floating around out there somewhere? I don't think we took it down. I mean, I don't think you did either. It was, it was just called the Mitzi Morris podcast, the Mitzi Morris show. Show, and um, it's yeah. funny because on that you talk about the fringe shows that you did uh, with this character and. Um, they were popular enough that you made a bit of a name for yourself and you were invited to host the Fringe fundraiser. I hosted the Fringe, fringe fundraiser a couple of years. And all that. Um, the but, Christmas one, yeah. But there's, to, a, there, there's a couple of videos out there you can find her. Oh, there are. I'm, I'm, about, to, I'm about to do you, a big... I, I think three months don't go by that I don't have to pull up Tap This. <laughs> because... Tap This is a beautifully done tap number with an original song by you. And John DeHaas. And John DeHaas. And the thing is, as I watched it, like I said, I became aware of you, that you were uh, a dancer, choreographer, and all that stuff. But as the number began and you started tapping, I sat there going, I have never seen Kevin dance. I had never, with my eyes... Watched you, and, and you still haven't because you've seen Mitzi. I've do it. seen Mitzi. Every part know. of your body was covered except your eyeballs. <laughs> except pretty, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much four layers of tights. Oh you know, like, yes, oh my god! But it was so funny. And what was that show called? Dazzled to Daz- death. Mitzi Morris in Dazzled, Dazzled to death. To death. Then I didn't get into Fringe with Mitzi for two years. Mm-hmm. I have another show that's still sitting there on the shelf. You do? Uh huh. Um, so that didn't get in, but I was able to get in. The show that I wrote with Sarah French eight years earlier. Bubblegum Party. Bubblegum Party. I remember that so well. That yep. was also a hit, would you call that? Yeah, we we won... Um, patron's uh, Pick? Patron's Pick for yeah, that show. Good. I, yeah, good. It was sure. down to the wire. But yeah. We, we, yeah, we yeah patron's it. Pick is a, is a very high distinguishing honor at the Orlando Fringe Festival. Because it means you sold the most tickets in your venue. Yeah. You and were second, but I'm, I'm not complaining. Yeah. And then with that, one of the prizes is you get another performance yep. for which you keep all the ticket revenue. So yep. that's, that's getting patron's pick isn't just a feather in your cap. It's money in your pocket. Yeah. It's, yeah. And most recently... Uh, enjoyed you at Osceola Arts, not just uh, directing, choreographing, oh, thoroughly right. modern merely. You yeah. were also man in chair. I was, yes. First, I was France in. Oh, that's right. You were France in the producers. I forgot that there. was you. Yeah, that yeah. was me. Yes. Oh. And you played him like and Mitzi now, Morris, which was so exactly. funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mitzi's picture was in that show. She, she was up on the board of all of Max Max's all oh, ladies. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, so I did that, and then um, the next year I did Man and Chair, the Drowsy Chaperone, which is like my dream role. And it I is could, I mine could, too. I could play that role forever. Ugh. It is mine too, and there are like thirteen other actors in town for whom it's also their dream role who would get picked before I would. Anyway, and that's that's story of my life. That's fine. I'm always I'm always. <laughs> well, that's the... because you keep going in with your Charlotte Ray. And... <laughs> <laughs> Are you feeling blue? I was listening to my records. Anyhow, I always <laughs> enjoyed working with you at Sleuths. I miss you terribly. I wish you would come back. Yeah. But it's also lovely to see you in community theater doing musicals because, Yay. like I said, I didn't really get exposed to that. Uh, piece of you, that part of you, till I much like too to expose all the pieces of me. He to people. does well, and which is why I don't work much anymore. Yeah, and he <laughs> only would do this podcast pantsless, which is 
disturbing. Um, what? They can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it pantsless anyways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just wish you'd put the tea towel down on the couch like I'd asked you first. Oh, I thought you said pee towel. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> I say I went before we started, David. Oh. So speaking no. of speaking of pee towels, <laughs> the facts of life. We come back from commercial <laughs> to find uh, Nancy. <laughs> Cut up the last... <laughs> 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to listen to this episode. It's going to be like, it's okay. so this episode, it's just going to be David explaining the episode. Yeah, yeah. we're not even like, recording right good night, now. Good night, <laughs> good night, folks. And when we come back from the commercial, we have Nancy on the phone with Roger. Now, here's an interesting thing. This is a running thing that they do on the show with Nancy. We never meet Roger. We don't know who he is. We don't know if he's a boy at Bates Academy or whatever. But it occurs to me that at this point... Nancy is explaining to Roger about the fight. And I thought to myself, wow, you know what? This is actually a narrative device that they could have used more with, as opposed to her saying, Roger, this is what happened with the big fight. And the joke of this little vignette is that she says, what do you mean you think that's hot? What do you mean that turns you on or something? Yeah, It's like about the girls were all entangled in each other and stuff. arms and legs flailing. Yeah, yeah, that thing. But we have the ability, she could have also, she could also advance the plot. That's a device of someone on the phone. They never do this, but she could have been like, yeah, it was terrible. They had a fight. So now in the three days since they're not talking to each other and they're doing this and that, you know what I mean? It's like she could actually fill in some narrative gaps with this. So we could have skipped most of this episode if Nancy had just (laughs) done her job and been like, so Mr. Belding's being an asshole and... Oh, Bradley. Mr. Belding. Mr. Mr. <laughs> you did it. Mr. Bradley Belding is, yep. is being an asshole. Is being an asshole. And the girls who who weren't friends in a previous episode but are best friends now oh. and now are competitors and hate each other and punch Blair in the face, now they're not talking at all. And Mrs. Garrett's going to have to fix everything by showing him a picture. Yeah. Instead, um... What she... do you mean that sounds hot, Roger? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Looking off camera. Oh, he's come around and everything's good now. Bye. <laughs> Roll credits. The whole episode could have just been Nancy explaining uh, the plot, and it would have been better than what we saw. I think I've got my next Fringe show written. Oh. <laughs> Nancy. Just call it Nancy and Roger and see if anyone just, gets it. It's just me on the phone. It's just you in on the, the phone and as Nancy. That's, that's genius. Um, so that is literally all that scene does. That scene is completely extractable. I would wager it may not even be in the rerun because they do chop stuff out and that mm. is completely extractable. Yeah. Uh, next scene is up in the bedroom. Whose bedroom? We do not know. Blair's. Because she's at her she's at her little little makeup table yeah. in the middle of the floor. But I feel like that's also somebody else's bedroom too. That is too big to be a private bedroom even for well, Blair they, Warner. I, they they have two beds in them usually, but that had one bed. In, like I, I don't know where uh, I don't know where Sue Ann was going. Yeah, there was only one bed there. We, one bed, and it, it was yeah. like a it was like a bad Sitcom. community theater <laughs> bedroom set stage that was too big for a real thing. Yeah, and then this table facing the audience, like against the fourth wall, but we yeah. shoot it from certain angles where you can see that there is space in front of it, yeah. which means that table. Is just sitting in the middle of the room. Yeah, and she's not looking in a mirror because it's not there. No. Um, uh, Yes, but the thing is, in addition to that, when we have to deal with any of the girls going to their room, 
uh, like in Molly's holiday coming up, I believe at one point Molly is upset and goes to the bedroom and Mrs. Garrett goes to comfort and she's sitting, she's laying on that bed. It's like, so this is Molly's in Blair's room. They use one set. All the rooms look alike. I, All the rooms look alike. I, I will admit I have not closely or, examined the sets. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they have one set. They It's like the stairs on Big Bang Theory. In the elevator. Oh, yeah. It's it just, might be it's that thing. The same, yeah. um, But we'll see. Anyway, um, oh, so Blair... Was, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, Blair is dealing with the horror of it. Due to the punch that she took, she now has a shiner, a big black eye. And Tootie, this is my favorite part, Tootie's like, you have two options. You can either make your black eye white, or you can make the rest of your face black. <laughs> I was like, did we just have Tootie suggest <clears throat> black face? Black face? Wow. That's, like, wow. It's um, very progressive. That's, that's progressive for 1921. Um, yeah. So Sue Ann comes into the room with all of her luggage. This is what our discussion was prompted our discussion because it's like, okay, so where where is Sue Ann's room? I'm not sure we've ever seen a room that we called Sue Ann's, but I'm not sure whose room we're in. And well, anyway, I'm assuming we're you're Blair's right. Maybe, because she's sitting at her makeup table fixing her makeup. And then Sue Ann's like, Blair, I'm moving in with you. Yeah, because she will not live with Cindy anymore. It's like, oh, so I guess Cindy's in the other room, too. So now too. Cindy has a double room by herself, but yeah. Blair normally sleeps by herself? I, Blair would, <laughs> then Blair should have been way more upset. Yeah, there's and, not and really Blair any... Blair should have said something like, are you kidding? There's not room in here for me and your ass. I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, the, in the sex ed episode, they had a good... Uh, banter going between Blair and Sue Ann, where they were kind of digging at each other, but they were still friends. Yeah. This show, oh my God, they have it's totally just, ruined it. It's just Blair calling Sue Ann fat. And Sue Ann not saying anything in return. Yeah. Sue Ann just taking it. Yeah. But but, but not reacting either. No. Just I think like, that's the actress, though. Well. Yeah. <laughs> but Just um, stand there. Just stand there and... Yeah. Look, look at who's ever talking to you. Uh, and look intently with feeling, yeah. Um, and I forget how that scene ends other than it's just I'm moving in because we're not friends anymore. Then we go back to the gym and Cindy. Yeah, how does that end? Yeah. It's, oh, Blair, should, Blair puts on an eye patch with... Oh, yeah. She puts on a vajazzled eye patch. Vajazzled eye. Like the lashes were at the bottom. I was oh, like, did she put it on wrong? No, I don't think so. It fit her face the right way, but I was like, why are the why are their blue lashes going down and there's just like a line across it it looked like it was wrong. Yeah. It was supposed it to be like a whoever, joke because it's like, oh it Blair. Like whoever bedazzled it didn't know which was the top or the bottom. <laughs> That's or goodness. they bedazzled it for her right eye. Yeah. Or for her left eye, and it ended up going on her right eye. So oh. she had to flip it over. I don't know, but it was it was wrong. Yeah, something was wrong about it, but it was supposed to be hilariously visually comedic and plus she, I don't when she think put it, it on it was a little too far front so it looked like she had a weird lazy, yeah she positioned it weird. and it was they they could i mean you know it's reshoots reshoot it uh, nah why bother why bother this show ain't coming back um <laughs> so then um we go back to the we go back to the gym set and cindy is there and she is furiously jumping rope in wanting to train and in her anger, letting her anger towards Sue Ann drive her to train harder and train harder and attempting to sort of calm her down and get her out of this spell are Natalie and Nancy. Is it? Yeah, Nancy. It's Nancy. It must be Nancy. It's Nancy. Yeah. Nancy and Natalie. I remember thinking, Oh, two brunettes. They're so rare on this show because everyone else is a blonde other than Tootie, of course. But, um, She's doing it, and there is um, 
there's two, there's a great Natalie moment and there's a terrible Natalie moment. Yeah. What was the great one? The great Natalie moment is as she is jumping rope, she's getting closer and closer to Natalie and she's, Natalie's flinching and afraid the rope's going to hit her. And Natalie beautifully delivers... Uh, she says, Cindy, let me in or cut it out. <laughs> she does this beautifully shrill little girl thing, but yes. comedically spot on. Yes. And then later in the scene, Nancy says, well, whenever um, we have a fight, Roger always suggests we sleep on it. And, and Natalie, that's where Natalie is facing full front and does like this Tex Avery level. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sort yeah. of a reaction. Like, she, she was like, she couldn't put her hands in her pockets. Yeah, it was. It was, weird. Weird. It was so. I was like, what oh. is? I, I, I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. What is and again, it's her? it's an experience. We love Mindy Cohn, and we know where she ends up and how oh, yeah. brilliant she is. But yes. that was a that was, was a Natalie awkward, fail. But again, that's I don't blame her. Mm-hmm. I blame the. Yeah, the director it's director. And, the, and it could be just that again. She ended up in the shot. I mean, she wasn't supposed to be. The, she was on the sidelines of the shot. But, yeah, well, oof. then the photographer, like, your director of photography should be doing something better. Could have framed it, it better, yeah. They could have. Um, so that's the end of that scene. So basically what we've had so far is just scene where we see Sue Ann is mad at Cindy in one environment, and then another scene where we see Cindy is mad at Sue Ann in a different environment. Not Let's, talking. Not talking. Girls are not talking. Then we come back to the dorms. And who is hanging out at the dorms, Kevin? Creepy old Mr. Bradley. And what is Mr. Bradley doing, Kevin? Polishing his trophy. What the fuck? Still. Just, and he's still in his sweats, isn't he? Yes. Still in those same damn sweats. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's easier to feel it. And it's, through your <laughs> <laughs> I get my hands out of my pants when I got elastic oh, waistband. Oh, you are so wrong. Um, anyway, Mrs. Garrett emerges from the dark, from a dark room somewhere. With she a, just comes out with a big picture. With a big blown up photograph. It's the one that she took at the beginning when Sue Ann, and we should have said this in our plotting. Buddies forever. But, uh, bu- buddies forever? Is that what she Something called it? Like yeah, that. buddies forever. And it was like, she took a picture of Sue Ann and Cindy just at the point when Sue Ann was going to be training her and they were the best best of friends. friends. And so she has this big blown up picture that she has just spent all afternoon processing in the dark room. Okay, let's talk a little bit. (laughs) We had a dark room at my high school. Have you ever done any like black and white photography? No, but I've seen enough TV shows and movies where they have dark rooms. Yeah, it's simply a matter where... You know, you put the negative in the thing, you, you, you flash the light through it onto a piece of photo paper. The photo paper absorbs the light where it is and doesn't absorb it where it isn't, and that's what does it. Hang it, and you. And your typical standard size for photograph is eight by ten, and that's what your sort of standard size is for the bins that hold the fixing solutions that lock in the image and stuff like that. For a school. To have photo equipment capable of doing a 18 by 24 yeah. uh, photo print is a little far-fetched. That's more of a, you send that to a specialty house. You mean, you mean the, fact, <clears throat> the fact that they have one in a seven-person dorm? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, and, although, maybe it's Molly Ringwald's private 
you know, maybe she's got it set up in her uh, bedroom or something. You know, she has her, she's got it, her camera with a strap on it, so she must have, yeah. You know, she must have made her own dark room. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I just it's one of those where I'm like, okay, that's. That's a little weird. That might be possible if you have a big thing. But here's the deal. Mrs. Garrett, I worked all afternoon printing this picture. It's like, oh, really? You weren't out keeping up your flying skills? You weren't back taking a test to maintain your registered nurse status? You're no, now- she wasn't. She was working on the photo because she needed it to bring the girls back together. Oh, you're right. The girls it's- who weren't talking anymore. <laughs> the girls who punched Blair in the face. That was. I was spending all afternoon working on my plot device. Um, so why did I put pull them out? That is my next note. Pull, pull them, them out. out. No, Kevin, stop. <laughs> because, stop. Do not move. Mr. Mr. Bradley had his hands down his pants. <laughs> no. And she said, pull them out. Pull them out. Um, pull them out. Oh, oh. Mrs. Garrett says, um... You need to pull them out of the race. You need to pull them both out of this. Oh. You, the only way you can fix this is you need to pull them both out. And Molly and Tootie come in and say, okay, the girls have reached an agreement. Flip a coin. Only one of them. They, they are so fucking pissed at each other that they will give up on their individual dreams through a coin toss. And, and they come out mad about it. Mr. Bradley has the coin. And, um, and he's mad about it. And he's mad about it, too. So Mrs. Garrett shows the girls the picture, says, look at this. And the girls are like, wow. I don't want it. Do you want She can have it. Yeah. But they also soften as they talk about it. Do you want to keep it? No, that's okay. I don't have to have it. No, she doesn't have to. They they are sort of softening like, you know, what's your motivation? Girls, this picture of you is so awesome. And you feel so bad that you're not friends anymore. Look at... We liked each other. We always just a liked mere each other. twenty minutes ago, <laughs> and so they are sort of softening. And finally, Mrs. Garrett, in her anger, tears the picture right down the middle. Really well, I was going to say, in like, a perfectly <laughs> straight, pre-perforated line. Where, if you're looking for it in the earlier part of the scene, it's there. There is a line right there. Yeah, there's totally a line there. Yeah. So, yeah, we're also processing perforated photo paper in this makeshift uh, dark room that we don't really believe exists. Um, David, you need to work on your suspension of disbelief. Um, I'm, I'm a very literal person, Kevin. Um, yeah, this is literally the worst thing that has ever <laughs> happened to me in my life. So, um, I mean this episode, not this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Did you? <laughs> Did you? This is second worst. Um, Wow. Uh, so what it boils down to is Mrs. Garrett tears it up and hands him each and says, here, so you don't have to have a picture with someone that you hate. And when the word hate is dropped, suddenly it's like... I don't hate her. I don't hate her either. I don't hate her either. Uh, uh, I just kind of hate her, yeah. but not really. And then Sue Ann at one point says, we have been kind of childish about this, haven't we? And I want to say, uh, no, you bitch, you are the one that was childish and got your fifis hurt. And uh, let's back it up, though, David. Mr. Bradley was right. the biggest baby of them all. Yeah, it's Mr. Bradley's fault, but everything is Mr. Bradley's fault. Yeah, I agree. Ugh. That's that's a good. That's why you know what? In two more episodes, we he is so fired. I'm like, does he? Do we? Is there ever in the future seasons? Is there a never heard from again? We. She's the only. The dietitian is the only authoritative figure. Uh, no, there's a new guy named Mr. Parker. 
There's a guy named oh. Mr. Parker who comes along. Yeah. And there is, I think, maybe somebody else. On the Wikipedia page, it does list that there, I think, are four authority figures to whom Edna has to answer. And one of them might even be just from the backdoor pilot from the Different Strokes episode oh, that okay. set this up. Um, so um, it comes down to the girls soften and are like, fuck, we, we really should still be friends. This is crazy, isn't it? <clears throat> and then they kiss. And no, they do not. And they, then, totally, they totally kiss. And then Cindy says, oh, I wish I hadn't broken your record. And that's where Dick Wad, Mr. Bradley, does. It's a, oh, gosh, kids. Oh, <laughs> you didn't. Yep, oh, I lied. My, I jerked my finger. <laughs> <laughs> that's not all. Um, <laughs> Mr. B does fess up. And he does say out and out, I lied. And they're all like, oh, Mr. Bradley. They, there really is no, he does not suffer any and, consequences. And Mrs. Garrett, she, I don't remember what she said. Her reaction was weird. She was like, I don't remember. You win. Or like, you're the, like, it was something like really, it was, I don't know, it was like, good for you. But it was like suddenly, oh, you're the best one of all, or you won the race, or something. It was something stupid and awkwardly written and terrible. And I'm like, no, he was a dick. Yeah, and and she flubs her line too. She goes like, we we she she trips on her line too somewhere. I probably. Um, I I legitimately don't remember what yeah, I was I, I was writing. I as, blocked it out. Yeah. Uh, so then Molly says, Mrs. Garrett, you gave them the wrong pictures, meaning. She gave Cindy the picture of Sue Ann and vice versa. And she's like, oh, no, I didn't. Um, I did that on purpose. And then she says, let's take a new picture of you. I'm going to call you two champs. And then I'll let you finish. Tell us how the episode ends. I talk way too much. We should put Mr. Mr. Bradley in it. And he's like, no, it should be you. And then they take a picture. Mrs. Garrett gets in the middle. And just as they're about to take the picture... Blair comes down, black eye glowing in the mm. night. Oh, no pictures, please. <laughs> oh, Blair. And then I <laughs> shoved a pencil in my eye. <laughs> but, yeah, it's that that cheesy thing of, you know, let's call, I'm going to call this picture two champions. And Mr. Bradley says... Why don't you call it three champions? And they're like, okay, get in it, Mr. Bradley. He's like, no, I mean you, Edna. That, and then they kissed. And then no, no kissing. Yes. And uh, Alex did ask in his episode, he was like, so she, was she like flirting with him when she's all batting her eyes? Like, do they ever get it on? I was like, well, let Mrs. me think Garrett? about that. <laughs> Mrs. Garrett Mr. Let me think about that. Um, <laughs> oh. No. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So there was no episode of her polishing his No, trophy. no trophy polishing. No, stop. No, you did um, such a good job. You can come back and do the knives and forks, whatever she says. You're getting what? better. That, that's, no. that was like Charlotte Ray was sitting here. That was crazy. Yeah. Um, and there's one other thing I want to point out before we, we finish with the episode is that it is still never determined who is going to run. Is it? I mean, um, it should no. be Cindy. I think it's implied that Sue, Sue Ann's like, I was a jackass. I'm not going to run. Yeah. And I didn't want to do it anyway. Right. It's like, hello. And then Blair would have said something like, 
Well, good, because your fat you're ass fucking... keeps putting dents in the asphalt. <laughs> I tried, to do, yeah. I tried to do my eyeliner and yeah. it's all over my face because the whole house is shaking. <laughs> it's <Every> shaking. You... <laughs> Flair just comes downstairs. Oh, Sue Ann, you big fat motherfucker. <laughs> Although every time I hear um, Sue Ann, I think of Sue Ann Niven. Her character already exists. Sue Ann Niven was already a character in the movie. Oh. Mary Tyler Moore show had already gone off yeah. the air by the time yeah. it had gone off the previous year. So yeah, that's a weird uh, thing that they picked that, but... Um, yeah, so, uh, we are, we're, that wraps up episode 11 of season one. Before we go, I typically ask my guests, just give me a quick, uh, name, name a show on TV that you are watching that you like or enjoy. Old or new, um, recent, binge. Uh, new shows, uh, The Good Place. Philip Nolan and I just oh, were discussing that in episode my God. three. My God. What a great show. So good. Um, and, uh, I watch all of the great British baking show and the great Canadian baking show and the great Australian baking show. Okay. And those are all good. Um, I feel like there's another show though. And that I'm watching and I, oh, well, and Schitt's Creek. Oh, we were talking about that. God, brilliant. I can't, I, 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 you can't go wrong with any of them. God, I love Schitt's Creek. Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. And I I am watching the new the the redo of um, Will and Grace and Murphy Brown. Oh, I I, I am too. Not <laughs> not die hard, not hardcore, but I'm I'm watching them. Yeah. Um, it's it Murphy Brown. I have found is funny in that it's it's exactly the same. Yeah. But updated, like. Like, there are scenes that sound like they were written in, in the original series. 1990, like, yeah. Ni- yeah. And I'm like, this is yeah. generic sitcom dialogue. Mm-hmm. And then they do some big old governmental zingers. Yeah. And I'm like, and, wow. Yeah, and stuff that will probably not hold up very well. Because when you watch the reruns of Murphy Brown, you're like... Well, huh? Yeah. What? Well, and no. It's it's. I mean, it's, just like it's anything, so topical in all its time. When it's too topical, yeah, and too specific, yeah. It, you know, yeah. like all those all those um, uh, Watergate sitcoms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, Archie Bunk, that, that crazy Nixon. Yeah, Archie <laughs> Bunker always viewing for Richard Nixon. Yeah, um, yeah. The Will and Grace reboot. I'm I'm enjoying it because it's more of the same. I enjoyed the show before, yeah. and I enjoy I enjoy it because it's more of the same. I wish they didn't have to retcon the the previous ending because I felt like the season the series finale was so beautiful. Yeah, I love that so much, and I hate the fact that it's like, why did you have to have Karen wake up from a blackout and tell us that all that didn't happen? You couldn't have just done a season and then had Karen wake up from a blackout at the end of it <laughs> and have the reboot be the fever dream. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I hate that because I loved the way the original thing ended, and um, it's yeah, it's still as funny as it was, and yeah, but there's, I mean, it, it feels a little forced sometimes. Yeah, but it, but it's enjoyable, and like the the episode with with Jack smearing. Oh, the Whatever, contour all over his face, the cream. Oh, oh, that or the banana. The, the, the banana. When you're yeah. trying to eat the banana, numbing his face. That, that yeah. Fizz, yeah, that's a new classic right there. That, yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, more of it feels like more of the same, and that's not a bad thing. I don't think either of those shows 
is soaring off into the stratosphere beyond what they achieved before. No, it. I, they are. I think they both are. You know, I, right now in general, there's a there's a a huge resurgence of of reminiscence and, and reboots and, and nostalgia. Yeah. yeah, it's all nostalgia. It's like, oh my gosh, all of these shows were so great. Let's bring that audience back by rebooting this show that yeah. everybody loved, because nobody's able to hit anything in yeah, their nothing... career as successful as this was. So we'll just yeah redo it. And, and that's was... not a complaint. I mean, I I get it. I you know I, I understand as an actor you you want to be successful. You want to do yeah. stuff that people like. You don't you know and so. And I think part of what's driving that, too, is this, you know, sort of slow, painful death we're watching of network television and how <laughs> streaming has taken such a huge bite out of it. Well, and yeah, we got what were the shows that kept us on the air? Uh, Will and Grace, quick. Redo it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, you know, they've been calling Jerry Seinfeld. You know, well, and they've you been know... calling him. They've been calling Bill Cosby to bring his show back because I think that could save the network. <laughs> what? <laughs> nothing, nothing. What is what's he been doing lately? Anyway, <laughs> haven't heard much. Time. From... <laughs> <laughs> it's just dying this slow death, and what we're watching is we're watching them just grasping at straws and saying, "Just oh. put. T- we can get the cast back together, redo it." And and there's talk of a Facts of Life reboot, not a reunion, but a reboot. There's talk of a a Facts of Life reboot, and oh. I'm like. Yeah. I hope they just reuse all the old <laughs> scripts. It's actually going to be Mr. Bradley. It's going to center around Mr. Bradley, who is now a coach uh, at a special <gasps> no, needs no, college. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. So Jerry Jewell can get work. No! Oh, yes! She will be one of the teachers. She could totally be one of the teachers. If we have Mr. Bradley. You see, that's no, it. Edit this part out. This is Yeah. <laughs> Well, Kevin, I'm so happy you were able to make time to be here. You just recently got married. Uh, I did. And I'm so thrilled for you. I hated that I was actually too sick to be able to enjoy any part of the festivities. Well, and I'm just glad kills you didn't me. give me your disease and, so I can uh, enjoy my festivities. Yeah, nothing infecting the groom and the groom on their wedding day. That would not be cool. But no. anyway, I am, I am sad I was not able to share your special day. But looking at all the pictures I've seen on Facebook, it looks like it was just just beautiful, and I adore A you. A good and... time was had by most. <laughs> so, Kevin Kriegel, I hope and look forward to your return and having you back. Please do join us again. Yes, yes. I need a, a cafeteria episode, and then uh, I need to... I, do you want an Edna's do you want Edna's edibles? I think so. Do you want do you want an over our heads? I, yes, and I, I want, might have you back three more times. And then I want I want the hey, we're back. Everything burned down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that. Call that episode. Oh, <laughs> I don't, season six, <laughs> episode one. No, one, two, seven. three, four. S- yeah, season seven, episode one. The hey, how you doing? Bakery burned down. Welcome to the. Welcome back from the summer. It's like what? But we'll get. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Until then, Mr. Kriegel, I adore you. Thank you for coming. And you. And there it is. I miss working with Kevin. 
I so enjoyed talking with him. I hope we're able to find a project that we can do together really soon. Um, this show was really a, a, a sweet reminder of, of the rapport that he and I have and how much we just love being goofy with one another. So thank you again to Kevin for being here with me. And uh, you can find his Mitzi Morris podcast that we reference. Uh, it's from 2012 and 2013, but it is still available through Apple Podcasts, according to my iPhone. So uh, check them out if you want to hear more of the lovable Mitzi. She is quite a character. And I will put a link to it on the website. That is all for this week's show. Let's Face the Facts is produced and edited, hosted by me, David Almeida. Our website is facethefactspod.com. You have to drop the let's. And that's where I share links to stuff that we discuss, fun pictures, related videos, extra sound clips from the digital cutting room floor. Just other fun extra things for the Facts of Life fan. And also, you will find links to contact me via email and or social media. So please, subscribe, rate, review, email me, let me know what you think about the show. And uh, that's about it. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. And remember, the Facts of Life are all about you. (laughs) 